time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Mark Harrigan, the soldier. And I'm Wendy Adams, the urchin. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast. You said that really slowly. (laughs) Where this time we've been playing Arkham Horror, the card game. Now, as usual, got a couple of bits carrying over from last time that we just need to discuss. Um, We were talking about using six different Trivial Pursuit wedges to make a kind of custom game of Trivial Pursuit. Mm. I had a look at what different wedges exist. Okay. At the moment, a bit of a bust. Too difficult to find six, like two more that we actually like. Oh, um, yeah, but there are loads out there. There are loads out there. We don't know them. There's a Walking Dead version. However, it doesn't come in a plastic wedge. It comes in a fucking box. So, so? well, no, because then it won't it won't match the <laughs> wedge effect. Um, okay, will be lost. Okay. So we won't have the wedge effect. Um, the only other one I would consider getting is a Big Bang Theory, but you've never seen it, so that wouldn't be fair. Mm. Um, and there's a Star Wars one. That's all right, but it's out of print. Oh. That's a surprise. So either, maybe they've taken it out of print when uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi came out. Maybe there's new ones on their way. Maybe. Anyway, so that's going to be on hold for that one. The second thing was, does Hot Topic exist in the UK? What do you think? No. Well, so I typed in Hot Topic UK Mm. and it came up with an address in London. But alarm bells started to ring when I noticed that the number of the street in London was 1,680. I don't know any streets in London that go all the way up to 1,680. So I did some further research and it is in London, Ontario, Canada. Uh, (laughs) Those thieving bastards have got a London. But no Hot Topic. No. I do think, however, Hot Topic website deliver to the UK so oh yeah probably in an emergency you could uh, get some stuff delivered please make sure you get your fun quota now it's my turn to read the box okay but I'm gonna have to do some logistics because I've got the box what's on that bit of box no no that's the lid Mm. two seconds chat amongst yourselves these are extensions you've got as well Yeah, these are all different stories. The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. That's a quote from H.P. Lovecraft. In the sleepy town of Arkham, Massachusetts, a small band of intrepid investigators seeks to uncover the nature of a sinister menace that threatens humanity. But beware, the arcane realm holds countless terrors and the investigators must take care to maintain a tenuous grip upon their very sanity and survive. Arkham Horror the Card Game is a one or two player cooperative game in which each player assumes the role of an investigator and attempts to solve terrifying eldritch mysteries. With a second copy of the core set, up to four players can play the game together. Yeah, like you're going to spend 30 quid buying the same game twice, just so four of you can play. Each game is a chapter in a longer campaign in which decisions carry far-reaching and unexpected consequences. As a living card game, new cards and adventures are released regularly, allowing players to customise the contents of this core set or to create their own original decks. The Ancient Ones await... Can any among us uncover their secrets and live to tell the tale? And this is supposed to take up to one to two hours. Mm. And it's for ages 14 plus. Yeah. There you go. I'm just ticking things off my list there. Can we? Phil Reed Box. 
done. Sign up today for your local fun patrol. Now, have you encountered any HP Lovecraft before, Mark? Um, no, but I know of it and the style of it and what it what his works are. Yes, I recently slogged through the entire HP Lovecraft collection, which was uh, eleven hundred pages. Was it a slog? Some well, because it was a collection of lots of short stories. They weren't all that good. Mm. So yeah, also. I was expecting loads of characters from the Arkham Horror game to be in his stories, but they're not. They're, like, all made up for the game. (laughs) (laughs) Without fun... There can be no function. Now, it said this was a living card game. And that means a new kind of story scenario comes out every couple of months, I think. Oh, okay. Because um, we're playing through a chapter of a story, basically. And yeah, just each each couple of months, a new set, uh, a new chapter in the campaign gets... So that's why you've got so many cards. That's so why how many got... have you got, then? So uh, I've got the first story and then the second big story, which has... So the first story had three chapters, if you like. The second story has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight chapters. Uh, And then the other one, which I put somewhere else, has some more. There's also some standalone little stories that aren't part of the bigger one and can just be played at any time. Now, one thing, you, you heard me fanning around with taking all the stuff out of the box. This game is made by Fantasy Flight, and one thing that Fantasy Flight do really, really badly is giving you enough box space for all the expansions. So Fantasy Flight... (laughs) Mark put his hand up there. Yes, Mark. Fantasy Flight... Yes. They release all of these Arkham Horror games, all the different games. Yes, they own... So they own it. They own the licence. So it's all because it's all the same kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But generally, so Arkham... uh, Sorry, Fantasy Flight, uh, they make Talisman as well. Mm, Yeah, yeah. uh, Which is another box nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and their boxes don't have like inserts. You know, sometimes games come with like a little plastic rack that you can keep your yeah, cards in. Yeah, you've bought these cards and you've thrown away the original boxes and put them all together. Yeah, that's because the extra story packs just come in a little plastic hanger thing. Oh, right, they don't come in a little box. No. Oh, right. So it's really difficult. I've got tons of just piles of cards wrapped in elastic bands mm, all over okay. the place, which is why it takes so long to set up because you've got to go fishing mm. through and finding all the little bits. Non-compliance will be reported. So, the way that this sort of card game works, if you like, is you read a bit of story, and then you have lots of locations that your little character moves to, and each location can reveal some bad guys you have to fight, or some clues you have to find, or something you have to do. And there are kind of two story piles. There's one for for us, the players, and there's one for the bad guys. And the game kind of revolves around us collecting enough clues to advance our story before the bad guys collect enough points to advance their story and thus end the game. There's tons of different investigators to choose from. I chose a badass soldier, because I thought he'd have lots of weapons. Uh, Mark, why don't you explain (laughs) your character? I must point out, in every Arkham Horror game, Mark always picks... Well, I'll let you go on. Explain your character choice. I well, no, I just chose Wendy Adams, the urchin. I don't have any reason. It's just funny. I mean, do you like the pic? It's just funny. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, Mark, do you want to explain some of your previous character choices? No, well, because usually I'm the nun. <laughs> like that. Usually, it's just yeah. a bit different. Usually so. Mark is Sister Mary the nun. Or, who is it? Professor Armitage. He's yeah, just yeah, an old, he's just an old man, basically. Yeah. Um, whereas I usually go for cool things like soldiers or policemen or, <laughs> you know, stuff like magicians. Stuff like that. Are we having fun? 
Anyway, big part of this game then is the storytelling aspect. And because Arkham Horror is based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, a prolific horror kind of writer, I guess that's kind of added in to create that kind of creepy atmosphere to the game. Dr. Henry Armitage pours himself a glass of Pinot and sits down at his desk, gesturing for you to sit across from him. I apologise for the short notice, he begins. His face is pale, his forehead sweaty and wrinkled with worry. The elderly man takes a moment to collect his thoughts. I'm looking for two of my colleagues, Dr. Francis Morgan, Professor of Archaeology, and Warren Rice, Professor of Languages. You've never seen Armitage quite this worried before. His hands tremble as he reaches for the glass on his desk, and he sips from it nervously. I would appreciate it greatly if you could find him for me. So we've got to decide, are we going to find Professor Warren Rice or Dr. Francis Morgan? Dr. Francis Morgan. <laughs> okay, let's find Dr. Francis Morgan. Dr. Armitage suggested you track down his associate, Dr. Francis Morgan. He's not sure whether Dr. Morgan is in trouble, but he's not particularly happy with his colleague's present choice of company. He's in the Clover Club, a notorious gambling joint somewhere downtown. Finding the club's exact location isn't easy. You have to grease a few palms just to learn which of the downtown restaurants operates as the club's front. That restaurant is La Bella Luna, a somewhat upscale Italian eatery by the theatre. You change into your Sunday best and make your way there. In front of La Bella Luna stands a man in a pinstripe suit who sizes you up as you approach. Enjoy yourselves, he says with a snake-like grin as he holds open the restaurant's front door. Your questioning has drawn the attention of several men, hired thugs by the look of them. Francis doesn't want to be bothered, one of them says. We suggest you leave the premises before we force you to leave. You're about to get roughed up. Mm. Shit. <laughs> After speaking to a number of gamblers and servers, it seems as though Dr. Morgan has had quite the run lately. Instead of cashing out his winnings, though, he was convinced to double down. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he was last seen... Is that like double or nothing? Probably. He was last seen entering the guarded hall near the back of the card room. The darkened hall. Do do do. Somehow the spotless floor and walls seem more sinister than inviting. Oh my. Did you feel some creep? No. Oh, why not? And what, what were you asking me again? So I'm talking about the storytelling element uh, of the game. Well, oh. they, I, right, well, there is always a storytelling element. And I know he's, it's from the books. And I know that's probably how they're written. But I always kind of just space out. <laughs> I was like not actually listening to what you were talking about. Oh, it's just disappointing. Very There's boring. a. I mean, it's not boring. It's not boring. I just space out. It's just too much. There's so a big chunk you, of no, go on. write out. You read out the prologue, mm. then you've got to read the rules, and you've got to read all of the cards, and then from the cards you've got to read some more stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of story out, all over the place. You've got to work something out, so it's just very slow, very very slow. But it kind of helps. It explains what's going on. If you didn't have the story elements, you would just be like, okay, I'm going here, but I don't really know why I'm going here. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's yeah. I completely understand why it's there. I just find it boring. Fine, dullard. <laughs> Oh, can you hear the cat? <laughs> well, times fun equals progress. Right, another element of the game is obviously you choose, you like build your deck that you're going to use in the game. So each character, there's five different kind of skills. There's like uh, guardian cards and strength cards and magic cards and whatever. And your character tells you which type of cards you're allowed to put into your deck. Now, I rather foolishly only picked one type of card. I picked only blue cards, which were the guardian cards. So I had a lot of um, policemen, guard dogs, police 
weapon type things. Did, what was your deck picking just strategy? Bit, just a bit of everything equal. Did you look at what the cards were? No. No, neither did I. I looked at the pictures and picked ones that had pretty pictures on. If you've not played it before, you don't really know what's useful and what's not anyway. No, that's true. Actually, you've mentioned the pictures on the cards. Yes. And I have just noticed... Oh my god, is it Derek Ring? No, they're all (laughs) different. So, the character card, Jacob Murray. Mm -hmm. There's another card... Jeff Lee Johnson, another one is Tommy Arnold, another one is Hitch Henriquez, another one is Sarah Biddle, another one is Adam Lane. Oh, There's so I've many got... different illustrators. I've got Stephen Summers. Why have they had, like, why have, like, a different person designed every single card? What I predict is that it could be maybe each little chapter pack has a different artist. Oh, so you put them all together. Well, you have oh, to. You have to put I all the same see. cards together. It could be. Um... But yeah, but why use different people? That's strange. Because actually, all of these Arkham games, they look pretty similar. I would have thought it was just, they could have got the same person to do all the yeah. drawing. I don't know, Some maybe... Some of the same characters. Maybe it's so they can have more than one pack being made at the same time. Like, so while one's, you know, they tell different artists to work on them at the same time. Well, Derek Ring can do lots of different flux at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but these are a different calibre of picture to, to well, Derek actually, Ring's. some of them aren't very good and some of Whoa, them are like, no, This one's a bit rubbish. You're going to have to describe it. This details. is a podcast. Some of them are just a bit more detailed and more illustrating and some are <laughs> illustrating more artistic and like a painting or this one that's just the room that we were playing in Mm. that's interesting though that there's different things okay um anyway what was i saying yes so you choose your own deck you build your cards yeah and considering this is arkham horror the card game i actually only played two cards from my deck i couldn't really be bothered to go through them all again it's all this different reading and then you play and then you've got to read the card that you're at and then you've got to read your character card then you've got to go through all your other cards and read this and it's use this only if this is happening or this is happening it's just a bit too much too much going on for this okay one, i think but <laughs> Comparing, because obviously one of our criticisms of Scott Pilgrim was that it was quite complicated. Mm, this is even more, though, I think. But we, ex- well, I expected this to be complicated because it's not a simple form. It's not a deck building. But we've played other Arkham games that are a bit more straightforward. I think this one is just a little bit. There's okay. too many things. Okay. Anyway, so the point I was trying to make is that considering it's a card game and you have to build your deck, I actually underused my deck completely Mm, yeah and i think it's easy to fall into the habit of not using your cards particularly right my character was really strong had a strength of five i managed to kill loads of bad guys four that's enough to kill the rats see you later rats another damage on you twat face Ah. See, my fucking guard dog bites you back, you bastard. Three, that's still enough to kill him. Okay. See you later, fuckbag. You are going to get fucked up, O'Banion's thug. But O'Banion's thug fucked off into the bin. Dead. Mobster is dead. Don't mess with me. I didn't need any extra cards to boost up my strength. In fact, it was only you being a little weakling and getting killed. <laughs> that cost us the game, really. Why well, didn't it? have any? All my cards didn't even help anyway. They were just like lanterns and stuff. <laughs> what does the lantern help. do? Your location gets minus one shroud for this investigation. Um, it was all just nothing actually like weapony. But you're an urchin, you're not going to have any weapons. If you'd picked fucking, I don't know, gunfighter. Mm, <laughs> What's an, what is an urchin? Is that just like a homeless person? <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you a tramp? Yeah. Basically, you're Wendy the tramp. Nice. If I get seven, I die. Yeah. Oh, I tend to die quite easily. <laughs> yeah. Three, four, five. Oh, 
So I've got to get them next time, otherwise I'm dead. So wait, if one more heart and then you're well, dead. Dead. Well, never mind. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> You've got one fist. <laughs> He's gonna attack you for one damage. No, Shit. Are you dead? dead. <laughs> I'm dead. You're dead. I'm not killed. In terms of complex, we you know we've spoken a lot about it being complicated. Mm. However, once the once we got used to the the term mechanics, so you take three actions, you can move to a different location, you can fight, you can search, etc. That was quite smooth running. Yeah, it just takes a couple of goes to get into it, and then you actually get it. It's the same with all of these, though. They all have kind of the same thing, so it's expected. Mm. But I thought, you know, obviously we said with Scott Pilgrim there was a lot of dead turns where you couldn't do anything. Yeah, that didn't happen so much in this game no because you could always even if you weren't strong enough to fight or you didn't want to move then you could still gain resources or you could search the room or whatever there was always something that you could do you would never be in a position where you couldn't do anything your government prescribes one session of fun per day Anyway, Mark's little street tramp, Wendy, got killed really easily. If you're in the same spot as a bad guy and you fail to kill it, then it does damage to you. Now you could, if you had the right cards, play a little companion. So I had a guard dog. But I think this time I'm going to whack the damage onto my guard dog. Because, you know, why not? Oh, oh, oh. And whenever someone injured me, I just made them injure the guard dog instead. Um, but obviously, Mark, you didn't have any cards of that nature. Mm. So there is ways of prolonging your life. I reckon probably there's going to be some cards, like some first aid or some bandages or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but we just didn't get to them. So Mark died. And rather than continuing, I fled for my life. <laughs> And because this is one chapter in a much longer story, what happened to us here is going to affect the next chapter of the story the next time we play. So, for example, our mission was to find this Dr. Francis Morgan. Was that his name? I wasn't listening. You weren't listening. Excellent. Dr. Francis Morgan. Uh, let's just call him. If it wasn't his name, it is his name now. <laughs> we were trying to find Dr. Francis Morgan. And obviously, because Mark died and I quit, uh, we didn't find him. So now that's like one ally that we've lost for the rest of the game that's probably not going to be able to help us out in a critical moment later on uh, when we need him the most. You barely made it out of the club alive. Well, I didn't. Well, maybe you've been beaten to within like an inch of your life. Anyway, you flee to the end of the block and pause to recover. Before you can catch your breath, the ground shakes with a thunderous crash. People emerge from their homes and storefronts to see what the ruckus is, and a crowd forms on the street. You head to the front of the crowd and are horrified to see the building from which you fled just minutes earlier reduced to rubble. There is no sign of Dr. Morgan anywhere. I reckon Dr. Morgan is dead. Record that the Obanian gang has a bone to pick with us. Mm. Shit. In your campaign log, record that Dr. Morgan has been kidnapped. Are we still alive then? That's good. I'd hate to uh, discover that we'd killed the poor chap. Okay, what did you think? I was a bit iffy when I saw this one was next on the spreadsheet because stereotypically, um, typically you've kind of avoided playing this in previous times. No, because I do like some of the Arkham ones, but I think this one, I like more of the board game. We've still not actually played a game with a board, have we? (laughs) Episode five, still no boards. And with all the story and everything, no, I'm not too keen on this one. Actually, the other thing is, with all the... Um, you always have the um, health and the sanity in all these Arkham ones. Mm. And they're all slightly different how you deal deal with them. What do you mean? Um, so, with this one, why... So, we had to take these tokens out of a bag. Yes. It could very easily just be a roll of a dice. Why... <laughs> 
I suppose there's a few more, or like two, two or three dice. You don't actually need a bag of tokens. I suppose. To what, what is the point? What it is, though, because Elder Sign is the dice one. Oh. Uh, and so that would be treading on Elder Sign's toes, uh, okay. wouldn't it? I guess yeah. is my prediction. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, and I don't really. I'm, I'd rather have the board and you move around mm. rather than these random. Well, not random. But these cards that go out and you have to move the piece. It's not always clear kind of where you are and what how it's no. developing really. And then you've got all these. Uh, yeah, it's just too many cards. I think. I, I know it's a card game, but okay. Yeah, I, not, not particularly keen. I really enjoyed it actually, and I, I am a big fan of uh, Arkham Horror, H.P. Lovecraft kind of games. And this is going to sound really like hypocritical. Because if you could see the table, there is cards and tokens all over the table. And, you know, it's not really very clear what's going on. And one of my criticisms of Scott Pilgrim was I couldn't keep track of the cards. But for some reason on this one, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. You just rolled your eyes. But, you know, I don't know. I think maybe, well, yes, the card placement is still quite chaotic. The game mechanic is less complicated. Yeah. So it's easier to keep track of. Play to win. win. So, controversial choice of game. Is it a win or not? I'm going to say no, it's not. Oh, gutted. Why not? Oh, I don't know. I just think it was a bit boring. Story, I'm not particularly interested in the story. Not particularly interested in the characters. Not particularly interested in cards. fun. There's lots of reading through. Oh, you can't do this. you got to do this. you got to check that. There's. You need to really know the rule book really, really well, which is a lot of reading, which slows everything down. And actually the pace of getting the cards and everything, the story in the cards, not much actually happened, really. No, I suppose we arrived at this club. And that was it. We killed a few bad guys. And that was it. It. And then you died. Even, we didn't even get yeah. near Dr. Francis Morgan. And now he's been kidnapped. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, there are other interesting, for Arkham Horror, there's better ones out there. Okay, fair comments. So, that makes our score 3-2. Still to the gamers in the lead. What was the other one I said no to then? Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I wish I'd said yes to that one compared to this. Really? Oh, no, I think this is tons better. No, okay. No. <laughs> Mark says no. You are reminded that enjoyment is compulsory. Finally. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Um, oh, go on then. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Screen Spiel. Uh, so just search for Screen Spiel Podcast. It's about films. You already plugged that. Well, I can plug it again. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you plug your YouTube video? Well, no, there's a Screen Spiel podcast YouTube channel as well with some videos on there. So check those out. Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, I've been Phil. Mark, I am. No, hang on, cut that out. Cut that out. Say that again. No, I said it wrong. Oh my God. Please cut that I out. I might not. I've been Mark, a.k.a. Wendy Adams, the urchin. And I've been Phil, a.k.a. Mark Harrigan, the badass soldier who had to rescue Wendy Adams' trampy ass. I think she had a magic necklace that I never got to use. Never got to use or just didn't? <laughs> what did the magic necklace... Go on, read it. What did the magic no, necklace No, I don't know. Do? It said something about a necklace to protect her or something, but I, in the story, or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> it's not your star, you pleb. Oh... Now it's time when we stop. Good night.